I sat next to, to Jennifer Garner's assistant at a wedding and she was like, oh, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I work for the paparazzi. She said, you know, it, it really affects the kids. It affects the kids. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it does. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. When I first started my recovery 11 years ago, I struggled through the textbook-like material on the subject. I wanted to make the addiction and the recovery from it accessible and relatable to more people by telling it in an entertaining way. Well, I'm super excited to announce I've released my first book, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict. If I can help just one person find a solution or at least realize they're not broken or alone, then writing this has been worth it. You can pick up the book exclusively at Amazon or signed copy at secretlifenovel.com. And the best way to support our podcast is to subscribe and share. If you haven't left a review or rating on Apple Podcasts yet, please do. It'll help more people find our show. And if you want to be a guest, shoot me a note at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. I will be pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We will hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know, the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. And my guest today is Meg. Now, Meg, I have a question for you. Dun, dun, dun. What is your secret? So my secret is that I work in celebrity news for Ooh. over a decade. I was raised in it. Both of my parents are celebrity news journalists, and I hated it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wait, first back up. How long did your parents, and can you tell us where they worked, or can you give an idea? Uh, yeah, I mean, so my, my parents actually worked uh, at TV Guide. They met on their first day at TV Guide. And I know, it's very cute. I mean, they're divorced, but, you know, oh, it, it, was cute for, it was cute for a while. When was that, the 70s, 80s? It was the 80s, the early 80s. I'm, a, I'm born in 82, and so I think they met in 1980 on their first day at TV Guide. But it's like my mom didn't, wasn't going to take the job. She said no to the job. And then they hired my dad and then like her roof caved in and she called TV guide back. And then she was like, can I have the job? And they said, well, actually we hired someone from Chicago. And, and then they met on the first day cause they had the same job together. They were given the same job. And, um, and so that's how they met. They were, my mom was at TV guide for 27 years. Oh, wow. She was the head writer there. Um, my dad has worked for People Magazine, the Herald Tribune. Uh, my mother, is, she works at the Annenberg School at USC. She teaches journalism now. She's 75. She's a total badass. She's interviewed <laughs> everybody. And she took me on the red carpet when I was a little girl. So I was on the red carpet doing, I, I was at the Oscars in eighth grade. I took the day off because the Oscars used to be. I don't, during the day? During the day. I like took a Monday off from school. I was like, sorry, I am to be at the Oscars. So I... <laughs> And I got to, as a kid, this was fun as a kid. Like, yeah. as, as a kid, this was like a dream. Like I sat and stood next to Army Archard because I was put in a different section than my mom because I didn't have the press credentials, but I ended up being directly next to Army Archard. So I was interviewing everyone on the red carpet because who's, who are you going to look at? Like some creepy old dude with a like camera or like a 12 year old <laughs> in an amazing Betsy Johnson dress. Like I they, mean, all come on. To me. <laughs> they all talked to me. Uh, so wait, so they worked exciting. you? They like took advantage of you and I mean, worked you? I would you? not say that they worked me because I mean, I didn't get paid. So maybe that's, 
<laughs> they worked you for like four hours yeah. on the red carpet mm-hmm. for free. For free. Yeah. So I, I I went to with my mom to interview Michael J. Fox when I was a kid. I, I interviewed uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. I got like. Oh, my God. I would have yeah. been. I love I mean, Stay by the Bell. I was like, who are you? Like, are you all dating? She's like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> but I love Mark Paul. So I got to go to, I just got to go to sets with her. I, got, I did went, I went everywhere with her and I went to, and I covered um, the Golden Globes in 10th grade for teen people. I did all that stuff. Oh my God. You're like a legend in the celebrity teen. writing world. I'm, that's like not the right word, but I'm going My mother is. My, my mother actually is. Um, I, I have written something about, about it, but it, it was very interesting. And growing up, my you know, I'm from, I'm obviously from Los Angeles and I went to like a very fancy prep school, like very fancy elementary school. I mean, I didn't know it was just, you know, those were just the kids you grew up with. I mean, my year, nobody famous's parents were there, but like I have photos of like Jack Nicholson photo bombing, like a photo or Bruce Springsteen, like pray, play that Wolfgang Puck was literally like serving pizzas. So it was like, it's, it was like, it's, it seems like a satire was actually you growing sa- up in LA. It sounds like, like true Beverly Hills to me. Like, I mean, why was in True Beverly? Like, I was I was not in the movie True Beverly Hills, but I was in elementary school. I was talking about that yesterday, and also weirdly, my mom just sent me a photo as a Girl Scout. So, growing up, it, that's just my elementary school best, best friend. Her name was uh, her name is Kelly Tartikoff. Uh, unfortunately, she was in a, a terrible accident. Her father's Brandon Tartikoff, who was the loveliest man, but the head of Paramount, the head of NBC. I didn't know that he was playing paper dolls with me, but he. he was a really fantastic man. Um, but those are the people that, and we weren't, we weren't rich. We weren't famous, my family, but my parents were doing stories on everyone's parents. Yeah. So, and they seem like they were just in that world covering that story. So covering you were a part it. of it. Yeah. But so did you know at a young age you were going to do this? Like, did you have an idea? No, uh, not at all. I didn't want to. I didn't mean to. Um, I actually, so there's like this weird family photo that like my mom or my dad decided to get, and I was going through my mom's garage recently um, to like clean it out. And we found all these sweatshirts and I forgot that like uh, my dad used to be on TV. And so he always just said, well, when I used to be on TV, so my dad had a sweatshirt that said, I used to be on TV. My mom was on TV. She was on entertainment tonight. I think like every night in the eighties, like in 1985 or something. And, um, and so she had a sweatshirt that said like, I am on TV. My brothers said, I watch TV. And then mine said like, I'm going to be on TV. I mean, oh. it's just, it's like the most LA ridiculous. Oh my God. And I really took a family. I was just like, oh God. Like, that was like oh. your Christmas photo. And I was like, yeah, the Christmas photo. I was just like, Jesus. Like, uh, you know, they, my parents went on to, uh, went on Joan Rivers. And I have this, like, somehow found this clip of them, of Joan Rivers um, being like, Mr. and Mrs. Gossip, Mr. and Mrs. Hollywood. And they would talk about, you know, their thoughts on Hollywood. I mean, it was just a strange, like, no wonder I loved gossip. So when I, but when I was 18, I needed to get an internship after college. I started working at, at a big TV news show. That's me. She can't tell us who yeah, it is, just, just so like, you guys know. Like t- TV news show, the, the top TV news show that's been on forever. And we interviewed Woody Allen. I mean, I just went along everywhere. Uh, and I was like, I actually hate this. I remember being like, I never want to do this. Like, I'm not interested in this career. Do you remember that, like, specific interview or situation, that first thought when you were interning, <sighs> where you were like, this is, I don't like this. 
Oh, I think there was one thing where I was like, this world is like too ridiculous. It was a baby clothes company and they were pitching my boss and it said like, check out our sexy baby clothes. And I was like, I'm at, like, I was like, what is this world? It's like sex and baby clothes. <laughs> I was like, I hate this world. Like, I hate this world. That's gross. It was so gross. Uh, and I was just like, Mm-mm, no, no, no. But I can tell you, I can tell you more than one occasion when I did eventually go to work at that place as an adult, after I was like, I'm so not interested in this world. Um, you know, I had a lot of times where I was like, oh, absolutely not. I, I, I hate this and this is wrong. Okay. Now we all want to hear those times. Like, give us some examples. So, okay. So I, I ended up getting the job because my mother didn't like, I was 26 and my mother like didn't like where I was in life. Uh, she was like, you're just always at comedy clubs, like ruining your life. You need to like try to get, get a, a job. Real job. Get, get a real job. So she set me up with the uh, EP of the show. And he was like, what do you do? And I was like, I write jokes. Uh, I write comedy. I had like done one, like literally I'd done one open mic, I think. Um, and they, they tested me and I, I, I went to good school. So it's like, I could write. I know how to write. I just hadn't ever tried to write. And then I started and, and then we were at Paramount and then we were at CBS Radford. I mean, there were a few things where I remember... Like, I think that, I mean, even doing this interview, I think that, like, everything you say can be used against you in, in the court of public opinion. Like, everything I say so right now, like, one day. So you're choosing your words really wisely. Yeah. And I just, it's like, because every time I see anything, I'm like, oh, like, even our marriage, like, even our marriage, when I got uh, married to my husband, I was like, okay, we have, like, a two-year lifespan on, like, newlywed couple dies in like whatever if we die then they'll use our photos like that's how my brain still works of like how would this story get spun by people or but but like where I used to work how would I have spun that story so I'm always like thinking of like what was what is the what would the headline be what would the headline be because I was like every time like something crazy happened when we were on a honeymoon in Bali I was like oh I can see this happening then this photo is going to be used I hope two American on their honeymoon disappear exactly that's I mean actually Bali's very safe but yes that's exactly what (laughs) I still think that way but I remember a couple things just to give explain what eventually happened was I worked for the top celebrity news show in the world for four years I worked for the paparazzi for three years uh, and then I worked for kind of the biggest like celebrity news network I have a quick question and that I think everybody wants to know but do celebrities really call the paparazzi to come follow them I mean absolutely like okay thank you because I'm like how do they know when they're taking out their trash at 7 a.m in the morning or getting that coffee I I don't understand rhymes with Schmaris Schmilton was absolutely texting my boss uh, when I worked for the paparazzi, there's a celebrity model who was very nice and married maybe someone who's like the head of Snapchat. And like, those pictures were always like looked perfect because yeah. they would call. They would call. And you know what? Those people were like the, the model and the uh, tech entrepreneur which seemed actually very nice. Yes, Paris Hilton was always like, oh, I'm, I'm coming. I'm touching down from LA. It was like hard because my boss was like, but like nobody cares. Like yeah, I just no she's like she's like I'm gonna send someone there because like what if somebody does one day? Like I was w- working for them from 2013 to 2017. So you know what her heyday had passed, but yeah. you know um, teach his own, teach yeah. his own. But yeah. I just I had to ask for the listeners if that really happens because I believed it happens. I don't know anybody that does it. 
but I think it's this little white, like, lie secret. It's not the big people. It is the hanger-ons, the social climbers. Uh, it's not Lady Gaga doing that. It's not Madonna. It's just these wannabes. Got it. Okay. But I do want to hear about those moments that really, like, the mirror, you couldn't go around it anymore, how much you hated your job. Right. And that's the thing. Some of them were, like, in, in my first year of it, but I did it for over a decade. There was, and and I forget his name, but he was, like, the voice of the voice of America, the golden, the golden guy from America. He had been homeless and he had a really great voice. And he became this pop culture phenomenon. And we interviewed him and I guess he was actually like drinking in his hotel room. And, and I was getting these, um, you know, that those updates of like, actually this person, we had to hide the, the bottles. And I, and I just thought, this person actually really needs help. He doesn't need to be famous like that. Like yeah. even people who are primed to be famous, it is it is hard to keep your head in that. But if you go from homeless to everyone loves you in one week, everyone in America loves you. And really this person needed like like a social worker and 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 skills to be successful in society. And really we made him famous and, and put him on our show. And, and I think I'm sure he was on Good Morning, all these things. And kind of that, like, oh, this is this double-edged sword and, and nobody, it really changed fame for me because I had actually always wanted to be an actress. And for me, it was like, oh, famous, like, fickle and sick and they it's will eat a alive. Yeah. I mean, even for me being in the business and yeah. working, I know it's not going to sustain me. Yeah. Like when I have a job in the next year, I probably won't have a job. So yeah. it eats you up and spits you yeah. out. Yeah. And so to me, like always like wanting to be that and performing all the time, because I was performing comedy like every night and then I would go to work, write celebrity news all day. Uh, but it really changed it of like, oh, I don't want to be in front. Of, I didn't want to be in front of the camera anymore. Like the glamour and the like facade yeah. was just completely removed. I mean, yeah. And I mean, yes. And also like, if you are super famous, someone is selling and, and honestly, not even for money. Someone is selling your secrets to somebody. Like the amount of times when I worked at, like I worked 1,300 breaking news stories in one year. Um, oh my God. It was crazy. You know, it's like someone's always like, Kylie Jenner is actually this. Like we knew Kylie Jenner, I'll just say, we knew Kylie Jenner was pregnant for months, for months before we could go with it. But we can't go with it when it's our star. Um, so it was, we just had to hold it and hold it and hold it. And those are things that are, but we would get these like Kylie's friends as this. Or, so you know, like celebrity friends sell them out. Absolutely. So, so that also probably was like, Ugh, what a sick business that the people closest to them sell them out. Yeah. And I don't think that they got paid is the thing. Like, then why do you sell out? I mean, not that I, I want to do it, people that are listening, but like, what's the point? I think people get a high off of it. They get buzzed oh. off of it. Oh, I'm doing this. Or, oh, oh, oh you scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. I, I will just say, because I don't care. Like, I worked for TMZ for one week. And Ooh. yeah, it was like, I was like, I, I felt like a, like, uh, just a lackluster bad second date where we were like, we could keep doing this or we could just like walk away and be like, thanks so much. Thanks. It's um, nice to meet you. Thanks, thanks for the chicken. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to go home now. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. I mean, they paid well, but... Uh, it was just not like all those things are just they're there. It also makes me know like anything you post on social media, like it will be used. We will find, we will find a way if you like something like we'll, it's like we, people became like social media detectives. I sat next to, to Jennifer Garner's assistant at a wedding and she was like, Oh, what do you do? And I was like, Oh, I work for the paparazzi, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, Oh, I work for Jennifer Garner. She said, you know, it's, it really affects the kids. It affects <gasps> the kids. And I was like, 
yeah, yeah, it does. Like, I just kind of like got it. Like it was the thing where I was like, what, like, what are we doing with these people? So that was one thing. Shia LaBeouf did this. I don't know if people remember because he's done a lot of antics, but uh, Shia LaBeouf did this thing where he sat in a room for a week with like a yeah. paper bag over his yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was one of the first people there and I put a paper bag on my head and I had all these jokes that I was going to tell him and I put a paper bag on my head and it said, because he was like, I'm not famous and I, and I wrote like, on, I wrote a, on a paper bag that says like, I was never famous in the first place or something and I had all these jokes that I was going to do because I knew so much about Shia LaBeouf and this and that car crash and blah, blah, blah. And I went in the room and you, they had a, it had like, there was a table and you could pick like a dagger, you could pick alcohol. I like, picked a bottle of Jack Daniels and drank it. I, I no longer drink, but uh, like I did, that was, that was my choice. And then I went in there and I like, I asked him to take his mask, his paper bag off and he took right. the paper bag off. I like saw the scars from his accident and I saw his eyes and I was like, this human being, this is a human being. Yeah. And what am I doing? This is not funny. I think this person just wants to connect with another human being. And it like, it, it, it made me understand. I just wanted to connect with another human being. And it really like changed how, and like anyone who went in there, it really said so much more about them, not about Shia. Cause he was a blank slate. Yeah. Oh my God. That was, that is so powerful. Cause truly they're just human. We're all just human beings. We all are like going to be buried and die one day. And I, and I just find that so fascinating that you lived this life for so long and you hated it, but I I do want to, I do want to tie this secret that you held. Mm -hmm. And then, so this, having this job, that's like eating your soul. It sounds like, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Yeah. Especially the last one. Yeah. It was just, cause I just got got like my heart just kind of hurt a little yeah. bit. But we I like to tie everything to, you know, the seven deadly sins mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. not in a religious sense, but here they are. Yeah. We got pride, greed, lust, gluttony, envy, anger, sloth. Which one of these sins or more was tied to you keeping that job for so long? Oh, it, it's more. I mean, it's not just one. It's like, it's, it's pride. It's envy. So uh, why is it pride? Greed. Let's, let's go through real quick. Why pride? Uh, I would say it's probably because like I liked the like saying oh I work at this place and be like oh my god mm. I love that and it's like actually it's like pretty terrible <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like I mean it was fun to be able to like I could talk anywhere in the world except Bali they don't know anything about uh, Hollywood there they didn't they don't even they've never even heard of Hollywood which was amazing but That's it's like amazing. anywhere in the world anywhere in the world um, you can go and people they they always ask who's gay um, tell me who's terrible and it's like I can talk about you want to talk about the Kardashians? I followed Kim Kardashian's every move for 10 years. Like, I mean, I I never watched an episode of the Kardashians. It's no, crazy. I haven't either. I can't stand. I, I, I think it's just. I, can't. I, I truly feel like they've um, like ruined modern society. Oh, let's um, not even go there because people what, are going to start like hating me. But I completely agree. Like, I just wish that it would all go away. <laughs> like, Which is really- crazy because I essentially worked for them. Like, but you know, not that they're, I've never heard they're mean. I've never heard anything. Me like either. About Me them. either. Um, I swear. Uh, I swear. Uh, it, except for the one. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> then you have greed. Let's get off this subject because people are going to probably be like, Ugh. okay, you got greed, you got lust, you got gluttony, envy, anger, sloth. Okay. So sloth is like, I was, it was so easy to stay. Like I was going to be at the first job for one year and then I was going to keep acting, keep doing that. It was there for four years because it was just 
easy and it was easy to pick up a paycheck. And I, you know, to me, it's like, I started at that job with $600 a week, which is more money than I had ever, I had made no, I was living at home with my mom. Like I'd made more money and it's not a lot of money, but I remember when I got the job, uh, I cried when I found out how much money it was because I couldn't imagine. And and self-esteem, like I I had 32 jobs before I was 26 years old. And so for me, it was like self-esteem. I was able to keep a job. I'm really like save my life and change my life. But I did not like the content. Um, Mm -hmm. And I did not like what it, you know, I, I was a big factor in like the, that like vicious cycle of, of Hollywood gossip, you know? Right, right, right. So any, so that would also tie to like greed too, because you just like were greedy with the gossip, greedy with your paycheck and and just not wanting to leave this job. And it wasn't very well paying. Like this is not a like wildly well paying job, but, uh, and career online is, it isn't, but it was more money than, than I had seen. And it was easier to keep it, um, than to try to like find something else. Um, so So who do you think this benefited and who do you think it's harmed? I mean, I I do think celebrities get harmed. Um, I think the bigger ones, it's not good. I also, I think it was harder to, to, with someone like, like a Kardashian, like these, it became so much more about these influencers. And I think that that was, that was hard for me to understand because people are doing this themselves. They are promoting and they're, they're doing it themselves. And I also don't care about the show. I don't watch reality shows. Um, I think they're really sick. They tend to be really sick people, um, like and women fighting. And I don't like that. Um, um, so I do think, I mean, it harms me certainly, but I think like, as, as that assistant said, it's like, it harmed the children. It harmed, you know, always being people who didn't, people didn't always want to be, um, photograph like Caitlyn Jenner headline news they just did not want to be it we got the photos of Caitlyn Jenner when Caitlyn Jenner was still presenting his mail and uh had did her nails and there had been no there there was no person Caitlyn Jenner at that time known to the world and we got those photos and those photos went everywhere like Mm. we also I think somebody got photos of Caitlyn Jenner fully nude like they were illegal photos we did not sell them. I had nothing to do with that. For the record, I had nothing to do with that. Um, but those kinds of things, that's, that is illegal and an, an invasion of privacy. They didn't go anywhere ever. Um, but like, but the know. point that you guys got them is the crazy thing and not, yeah. not okay. And Once I again, think- I had nothing to do with those photos. <laughs> <laughs> Thou protest too much. Yeah. She's yeah. like, yeah. it wasn't me. It was me. I, it was me. It was, I climbed up that mountain. No, I just like, you know, I, I didn't take the photos. And for the record, I didn't take the photos. The photos, like we created stories from the photos. Yes. So now how do you move forward in the future? So I left that place two years ago yesterday. Actually. Yay. <laughs> And I mean, I did write a pilot about growing up in celebrity news. I'm a really fast writer because when Kevin Spacey comes out on a Sunday and you're the only one in a 200 person newsroom and you have to write it, like I had to write fast. So for me, it's like taking that voice that I learned how to, how to write and how to write fast, taking that, leaving that behind and creating like powerful stories that help women, you know, that embolden women as opposed to like Kim Kardashian. Exactly. Thank you so much for being on and opening this world to us. It's just such a good secret. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm sure you have so many more that you can't say, but we really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you for having me on. If you have a secret in past or present and you want to share it with me and, and everyone else, please email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon.